And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the RHEScreening.com podcast. I'm your host, RHEScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire and Harry Potter fan, yeah. Shane Leonard. Hello. That's awesome. <laughs> That's the news of the day, obviously. It is. Harry, it is. Harry yeah, happy, uh, happy uh, Chris Child Day for everybody. Everyone, uh, yeah, that's why the show's later today, it, because we, we knew that everybody <laughs> we would be sleeping in. Yeah. Right, because, we had a hard uh, time scrubbing the Voldemort makeup off, that, too. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that nose thing, man. Yeah, that's you, a trick. You, you, they, don't, they make you, don't, you don't know how irritating no. that is. Rafe Fines, he was full of crap. Uh, that was simple. That's right. This. So this week, Jason Bourne, yeah. uh, which uh, is going to be a fantastic show. Right. Uh, that's, <laughs> oh, my God. That's just all you need to know about right. that. Um, this week, you know, the news. I'm going to write down your review. I know your number already, too. The news this week is, uh, once again, a, a tricky area. It's such a weird time of year that, uh, you know, the news is still – uh, all the trailers that came out of Comic-Con and stuff yeah, like right. that. Still. And that's, that's just pretty much all anyone wants to talk about. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, you know, announcements of characters and things like that, but it's right. just, it, it's all Comic-Con and there's, there's, there's nothing to say about anything in the news really, because yeah. everyone's already, you know, talked it to death right. because it's just whatever happened. There are, uh, same as last week, there's plenty of awesome trailers. Did you see a bunch of them, or did you just know? Yeah, I saw. Like, I, I, I saw. I think I the, the Wonder the Wonder Woman trailer is uh, very cool, but also a little odd. It's all yeah. it, it's kind of like uh, Wonder Woman. It's it's weird how how things get played with the comic book movie theories that are coming out. You know, like yeah. when the Avengers movies come out. Uh, even long before the first one came out, you were just watching trailers and everything. Right. It's a very specific angle they're looking at, right? right. It's, it's super actiony and all this stuff. And Captain America movies kind of got like wrapped up into that. Like they're the same movie, really. Right. Uh, the Avengers is just Captain America three, or you know whatever it is. They're yeah. they're they feel very similar. And uh, to a certain extent, uh, obviously Iron Man too. You know the when they come together, they're yeah they're aiming at the exact same people. And you would think that the comic book movies are, uh, are all aiming at the exact right. same people, but, but they're, they're aiming at being the same kind of thing. Yeah. Then you get stuff coming out like uh Dr. Strange. Right. And that clearly is a little bit different, right? That's a, a different angle, hopefully, because right. it, it's a very different thing. It needs to be a, a different thing. And Wonder Woman, even though the trailer was, was pretty good, and, and I'm I'm actually really looking forward to that movie because I want to know exactly what they're going to do with it, right? And you've and right. you've got uh, kind of on the other side of things. Obviously, you've got like Batman and Superman, and and then Wonder Woman. And the Wonder Woman trailer, even though I, I like the trailer and it was, looks fun and everything, it 
it looked a little unsure of itself kind of in a, in an odd way. It, it's a, yeah. it's a trailer that, uh, you know, I don't know. It felt like watching the trailer for like the agent Carter show, you know, it's a, mean. it's a, a movie trailer that is like, um, do you like this? Right. <laughs> you right. know, it was, it was, it didn't feel like the Avengers here yeah. we are, you know, it's, it wasn't like wonder woman go or whatever. It was just right. like, um, so we're going to, it's going to be about, we're going to do this and, and it look like that. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, I don't know. It was, it was like shy. It was yeah. like a shy trailer or something, but uh, right. anyway, but there's, you know, just tons of trailers coming out. And then, uh, you know, the, the weird thing about comic-con, the more comic-con goes on, the more, the stuff that comes out of it is a little weird because it, it's like so far away. A lot of it, yeah. you know, they come out with, they're like, Oh, the big trailer. And it's like, you know, three or four years, you'll get to see this movie, but here's the trailer. Right. And yeah. you're like, what? I remember always feeling that way. You know, it's okay. So it's, you know, you'll see something and it'll say coming December, right. 2019. And you're like, what? Right. <laughs> right. Are you, where, especially what? when wow. you, especially when you go to a theater, and it'll say like coming in December yeah. first, and it'll pause right. for like a second, and it'll go 2019. Yeah, you're, and what? I'm like, that's like that's like too long. Forget, it. no way, I'm yeah. never. And then you're like, all right, can't. Yeah. Can't anyway, so um, but other than that, you know, uh, like I said, there was uh, you know, Captain Marvel movie, and uh, there's been a bunch of announcements about people being in things yeah. and. Uh, some things where you don't know everyone that's in it, but you knew some people were in it. And now we know more people who are in it and all, you know, on and on like that. But that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the news. I can't believe we didn't. Yeah. I actually had someone ask me, why didn't you guys talk about Gary Marshall? passing? Oh, away? right. You know, right. cause that happened. That would have been news last week. Right. But you know, the show has been a little staggered just a little bit for scheduling stuff, but I mean, whoops, you know, right. we, it slipped through us, but I think, I think you, much like I, as a kid watching TV in a world of only three channels, right? You know that meant something. That and, guy, and, that and, guy was and everywhere. He, he was throughout he, our childhood, and, and he, he was, was he had he was a lot of the biggest stuff. things too, right? And and that doesn't even talk about his movie career. It, which you know, it's substantial, it, but it's kind of it, it's kind of weird because he was uh, in such a specific place, and <laughs> I feel like over the last ten or fifteen years. Uh, trying to translate that place yeah. into something that people would still watch right. was really kind of like a challenge at times. And, yeah. and often th- things that made a lot of money, right. Especially if you, you know, get your Gary Marshall, so you can get like Tom Hanks to, sure. to be in whatever, pick up the phone yeah, uh, and you can do anything. And uh, like these, you know, these last movies that he's done with the holidays and stuff, right are you know feel so much like him yeah even if you don't like them uh, yeah. Still, <laughs> they, yeah they're they're still they are so uh oddly like watching happy days right only if happy days were now and it was a movie right. yeah <laughs> and it's right. just it, he's got that that same like just kind of oddly uh t- like tra- trapped in happy days Really, thing. like right. trapped in like fifties, yeah. like trying to be super wholesome and yeah. everything like that. And you got like uh, Laverne and Shirley are like uh, at the time edgy. Yeah, remember? And you're like, what? Yeah. I mean, if you go back and watch it now, you're it's, thinking it's this is kind all, of edgy. Right? But I mean, and it, 
and it, it was it was weird yeah. at the time though it right. was it was different so I don't know um, we didn't we didn't omit uh, anything about him for lack of respect we just we were busy doing things we uh, we had other stuff to yeah. not not talk about I guess at the time and he's not of those guys <laughs> I remember it, it, you know you always hear Eddie Murphy died on an on a skiing accident, right, you know, all right, these things. Right. It wasn't one of these things where, and you see on Facebook all the time, someone, someone will say something like, oh my God, and they'll take someone, did you know when it turned out the person died like a decade ago? No idea. I'm like, well, then you didn't, you really didn't know or care, but it, it, no, it yeah, wasn't and, like it and was so unimportant. It just went <laughs> under the radar like, oh, I thought he'd been dead for, you know, years. Right, it right. wasn't even like that. It was just, it's just a busy time. It so. was, uh, yeah, like I said, it's uh, it's weird news. It, you know, sometimes as horrible as this is in the industry, anyway. Right. You know, if you die at the wrong time, yeah, nobody knows. There's, uh, or you know, you do, and not not to get really off base, but it's funny you even say that because I was just talking recently about how much of a bummer Farrah Fawcett got because she died like three hours before Michael Jackson. Right. And for like a 90 minute span, it was like, oh, we'll put the poster up and we'll talk right, about, right. oh, wait. And then she was never heard from, not that she no, should no, be heard right, from again, right. but that was it. And I was just like, man, that's got to suck. Yeah. You didn't even get like a full running time. Right. Like you're gone. And, uh, and yeah, it's Comic-Con. You know, right. you don't want to. How many Comic-Cons have you been to? I forget. I know I've asked you Me? before. Yeah. Have you been to I haven't any? been to Comic-Con. It's great, but you, I, I've, I mean, I've been to you've I've been, been to, to a lot of film Southwest festivals, stuff, so you and know, stuff, yeah. and it's not terribly different. I mean, right. it's just not as geeky. But and Comic Con is something I feel like anybody who likes it's almost outrageous at this point. It is. It, it, it's it's, it's almost much. it's almost not worth going. Yeah. The weird thing is, it's amazing. Uh, not that anyone wants to hear us babble about going to festivals, but uh, <laughs> yeah. It, the, the weird thing is, like Comic Con is just it's just so far, and it's weird because I'll go to South by Southwest, right? And it's like, how is that any farther, really? Yeah. It, it's like it, you're it's still on the plane, and it doesn't make any difference. But yeah. Uh, the, the, the weird thing about Comic-Con for me is I get invited to Comic-Con every year, um, just like everything else. But Comic-Con is like, unless I have, uh, somebody willing to just be my connection, right? It's not worth going. Right. I mean, I I could get into everything, but I want to get into everything or else I'm not going. Right. It's right. There's, it's pointless. And Comic-Con's too big at this point. It's. It's you just, get people uh, that they show up on Friday, the, the gate opens and people jump into Studio H for a show Sunday. Right, right. Like they're like, we're not going anywhere. And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> right. And I can't hire anybody to sit long enough to do that. So what am I going to do? But yeah. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, the, the, like yeah. I said, the news is uh, actually starting to be the Olympics now. Uh, we're, we're, right. switch, we're not going to talk switching gears. Yeah, we don't do politics. No, uh, on politics is obviously the big news, no matter what convention you're watching over right. the last two weeks. But in right. terms of anything, I guess it is entertaining. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it's and it's starting to get to be uh, new fall TV even, which right. is uh, right. also crazy uh, to think about. But anyway, uh, go ahead. What? Do you see Stranger Things? Because that's the TV experience that's blowing uh, up yeah. everywhere. People are finally starting I, I to have binge seen, it. I've it. seen much of it. I yeah. haven't seen like it. I haven't seen all of it. Um, eight episodes. What do you think? You're halfway through. Did you only start it, or I, I think I've seen three or four. Yeah, and it, it's, it's hard so to tell far. because I just have it right. on, and it then just it just auto plays, and then it just yeah. goes. Uh, you know, I I like it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's 
it's one of those things where it's like, it's just crazy enough to work. And I could see why everyone likes it, right? It's the right kind of crazy. And the odd thing is, is that there are a lot of people who really like the show because the show is obviously huge, doing really well. Critics love it. People love it. Uh, Everyone thinks it's awesome. But the thing that's throwing me on that is that people really like that show. And then they will talk about other shows that they really like. And I hate those shows. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like American Horror Story. Like people are saying they really like Stranger Things. When somebody says, And then they talk about American Horror yeah. Story. And I hate American Horror when Story. When somebody says they like American Horror Story, to me, before I wipe them from the earth, you know, in my mind, I always say, well, which one? Right. Because I, I genuinely think. Yeah, I kind of like, like the, first, the first one. And, and, the, and the second right. one's okay. The all second right. one was still get, getting a sure. little too much, but it's okay. But after that, if you if you say they're all amazing, racks. then I think you're just a, one of those people. If you're really like, oh, I really love three and four, and I'm like, did you see one and two? And they like hated it. I'm like, I got it. I know who you are. <laughs> right. But anyway, I know what you and mean. And now you can stop I know talking. What you, right, I know what you mean. When you say things like, you know, if you're like, I really love these things, I, I get it. So right. The problem for me with Stranger Things, and uh, I, I do like it. And not only that, the weird thing for me is that I really like the kids in it. Yeah. And kids are tough for me. I don't give That's kids. Why I, I don't give kids any slack when yeah. they're acting. Right. Right. If you're in. If you're in some serious thing and you're making something that, you know, if you're making something that's like comedy or like a sitcom or whatever, then fine. But if you're making something that's supposed to be serious and you can't find the kid to do it, then don't do it or or something, right? things too much. And uh, and the kids are really good in it. I I like the kids in it. Um, The problem for me with Stranger Things is that I was watching it uh, with my wife. And like the second episode, I was like, oh, I know everything that's going to happen. Yeah. It's. And I don't know that I'm right because right. I haven't seen right. it all. Right. right. But I'm pretty sure that I'm right. And yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's like watching movies. It's like, I've done this long enough right. that I can watch a movie for 15 minutes. And if you're M night and you have a trick up your sleeve, right. it better be really good because I'm <laughs> right. going to know what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's just, right. you know, right. I've seen right. too many movies when and, you're done. Maybe when you're done with it, we don't really review TV too much, but it'd be yeah. But that's okay. That's we can a, talk. That about. would be an interesting one. Yeah. When you get through with it, I finished it and it was. Is it still good now that it's over, or is it yeah. like lost? Yeah, it's and good. at the it's end, not it's like, just I a was big actually going to say I was trying to think of something like that. It's not lost for me. It's it's fun in all the right ways that it works, and and if it were you know, everybody's used to seeing those Venn diagrams where they overlap in the center. The center would be stranger things. And it's almost like the best, the best part of the, the whole thing for me is that there's so many things going on, not just cause it's a nostalgic trip for all the stuff that you and I grew up with. Um, and it's with all kinds of interesting things to pay homage to stuff without being heavy handed. Um, but it, it's really fun movies, books, video games, you know, to see all these things sprinkled in, it was it was amusing to think that they're going to let that kind of fan service get away from them, and yet they were still telling an original feeling story. Like right. their narrative is right. constantly moving forward instead and, of just and sitting around. You know, I will say this too. Like I said, I haven't seen that much of it. But yeah. what but what I like about it so far um, is that when something really crazy happens yeah. in it, because obviously, you know, if, I guess if you haven't seen it really crazy stuff happens yeah. and even right. within the first three the episodes. First, right. right. Yeah. Uh, 
that people react to it in a way that seems legitimate. Yeah. You know, they don't react to it in like a horror movie, yeah. you know, kind of corny, goofy <laughs> way or, you know, whatever yeah. it might be, depending right. on what it is, obviously. Right. Um, or, you know, if like a UFO lands next to somebody, they don't go, oh, look, a UFO. Right. I mean, you know, well, it's like people, you know, people actually react in a way yeah. that you go. I could, I, I, could, I could see that being your reaction. The, right? the very quick fun thing for me, the overlapping kind of Venn diagram is that the kids themselves are almost existing within like a Stephen King book and, and their adventures and what happens throughout the eight episodes. And like a, and like an old Steven Spielberg movie well, or, see, or something the, like see, that. I feel like yeah. the kids are in a Stephen King story. This is all one story. The kids are in like a Stephen King-ish story. The adults are in a, Spielberg, a Steven Spielberg movie. Like their concerns and their point of view is almost entirely 80s Spielberg. Right. And the teenagers in the film are almost exclusively in a perspective of either like a John Carpenter or a Wes Craven film. And every once in a while, those all, when they're all in the same scene, they overlap and that's Stranger Things. Right. But when they're off doing their own things to try to figure out where this kid is and what's going on with their town, they're all living in these very distinct narratives that pay a great homage to what they're doing. But it's also very creative on their own. But I, I don't know very creative. It's very successful in driving its own narrative. But there is a definite feel to each one that's happening. And, it, and it's just fun. Right. It's just fun to watch. Right. And, and there are some liberties that they take. Like it's, it's certainly very 80s. Just from the theme music to the, right. you know, the very aesthetic of it. Obviously, that's when it's set with the clothes and the games and things. Uh, there's, there's some eighties things that get resolved too. Like you're, if you've seen films or TV in the eighties and you're like, this guy needs that information and he's only going to get it by punching a couple people and then they'll give it up. Like that's, that's what happened. So that's what happens. Right. And right. I'm still okay with it. I don't care because it stays <laughs> right. true to itself. So, all right. Uh, so we've clearly babbled on, uh, far too long about stuff like that. So yeah. Jason Bourne, um, and you know, uh, I guess we should sort of say in the uh, interest of fair play, right? Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of all the previous movies that, that Matt Damon was in. I, you know, I don't, I remember the Jeremy Renner one. I, I just, don't I, think I, I hated it. I didn't, bad. I didn't I, love I wasn't, it. I didn't yeah, hate it. Right. But I, I was, we were pretty average. But I was it. like, eh, all yeah, right, it's fine, just got the name on whatever. it. That's yeah. all they did. So, um, but, and, and I've watched them all again. Do you watch uh, them all? Yeah. Do you watch, uh, I watched the them all. Ultimatum too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I watched the Ultimatum last night. Yeah. So that doesn't, doesn't count as having pre-knowledge of yeah. going into this movie. But I watched the first two yep. uh, like a week or two yep. weeks ago or something like that. Um, and it's actually it's actually a little bit of a weird experience to go back and watch them all and see, yeah. um, especially uh, put an ultimatum on top of it yeah. to see how how closely this one even though it seems different how much it like really is kind of shoved right in the same mold yeah of uh when this happens at this point now we need this to happen yep this is when the car chase happens uh you know the whole thing anyway um so just uh to put that out there uh, that we like the other ones because you know that will inform and that'll your also decision right. on on right. what you like. Yeah. So anyway, uh, throwing out the ratings really quickly. I, you know, I am. This one was a very strange for me at the beginning of, of it. I liked it at pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I I had I had bigger hopes after like 15 minutes. Yep. And I had pretty big hopes going in. But by the time the movie was o- over, I was so rock solidly at seven yeah. that 
that that was just it. I didn't even really need to like think about it anymore. I would think about it some more and go, no, yeah, seven. Yeah. I mean, it's just, wow, I was off. it did not have the same, I guess, kind of uh, driving force to it throughout the movie that would like lift it up higher than that. Yeah. And there were a lot of things I didn't like about it. And there were some things, especially the closer you get to the end of the movie, there were a lot of things that I didn't like about it that were like in direct contrast to the things that I liked about the earlier ones. Right. So, yeah. So that really kind of hurt it at the end. Um, but I mean, it was, it was a good time. It was certainly uh, a lot yeah. better time that I've had for a while at the movies. Right. Holy <laughs> and crap. Yeah. Especially considering the last few weeks we've had, you know, I saw I saw a commercial the other day for like the Blu-ray release of Warcraft. Yeah, and I went, man, you know that wasn't that bad. That, day. <laughs> yeah. that was a surprisingly fun film. So, I was like, my yeah. God, after the last few so weeks we've ago, had, right. yeah, I thought, you know, I, I may have to go back to Warcraft and raise right. my rating yeah, to like funny. one or something. <laughs> I hadn't uh, I hadn't rewatched the second. Born film. I haven't. I haven't seen the Jeremy Renner film. I still think I'll just throw this out yeah. too. I still think the second one's the best. Is the best of them. I, I've actually, when you said that to me the other day, I thought about rewatching it anyway. Though I feel like in my mind I can remember almost every single thing um, that happens in it. I mean, I, I I know for sure I remember the first like half hour anyway because that's when all the setting the plot into motion. The, she's, se- the she second gets, one. She, yeah, she yeah. gets shot. You know, the bridge stuff. The second one has the uh, rolled up magazine fight in <laughs> which it I think too. is amazing that's, that's awesome um i haven't seen the first one in, in a little bit the second one in a long time and i've only watched the third jeremy renner one that one time we did it right i, I never that's the fourth one oh, the fourth one right the ultimatum uh which i didn't think i'd ever seen i watched thursday night and i think maybe that was a mistake i i think i probably shouldn't have done that um, because that's, that, that's interesting. That really affected how I felt about this one in a lot of ways. Um, I, I thought this was below average. I was at four and a half. Wow. Because, because I had just seen Ultimatum and, and when I was watching Jason Bourne, I, I wasn't necessarily, I wasn't necessarily bored, but I was never engaged consecutively. There's a part there's a part when they're trying to meet in London um, and all the different agents are moving in and Alicia Vikander's character, uh, Heather Lee or whatever, she's running in. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of tension there. And I thought for about a half hour with maybe 10 minutes on either end of that scene, that was the best part of the film for me. Yeah. Like I felt like that was really when it was all working. That, that was really when it was, um, the, see, there were a lot of parts to this movie where maybe that was about halfway through. I don't, there were a lot of, know. there were a lot of parts in this movie where to me, it was really just like, um, it felt like you have a TV show that got renewed and yep. you went, Oh shit. We got, we got to write some, we got to do some, we have to stuff. write some more shit right. and throw out some stories. And it's like, we're just making a Jason Bourne, uh, we're just making a Bourne movie to a Bourne movie. Right. And, and the story of it is kind of like, um, I don't know, he's mad at the CIA for something. Right. And well, once so again, we're, he comes out of hiding because yeah, they're right. looking for him or they think he's look or they're framing to look for, you know, it felt very derivative of its own stuff. And when some, when another franchise comes along or another film comes along and you're like, ah, that felt a little bit like Goldeneye or born or right, whatever. Right. 
I cut it a little bit of slack because sometimes you, in a genre, you can't help but be derivative of what works. But when you're derivative of your own stuff, right? And, and specifically, and, for and me, especially like with Bond movies, and you know now this, yeah. it's like, um, <clears throat> you know, at some point it's a spy movie and it's going to have spy yeah. stuff, right? So oh, you can't I mean, you can't really call too much even, foul just on the fact that well, there are spies yeah, and going. Sure. But there's this other spy movie, or right. or else you just can't have a genre. That you can never have a spy, right? Yeah. But for me, I think watching Ultimatum, the Born Ultimatum, so recently, and then watching this film basically do everything that the Born Ultimatum did, in some respects, and in some transparent respects, um, except for the big hook here was we're going to drop his dad into the story. Right. And that's that's just not enough. I I had a to suggest that I was disappointed implies that I was looking forward to or excited. I was, we'd said this for weeks. I was curious. I wanted to know why he came back, why Greengrass was involved. Like, right. And to me, that almost gave it not a stamp of approval, but it certainly, you know, put me in a theater seat because I right. was like, they'll only get involved if it's a you great think, story. Right. You would think. And instead what they did was they got involved seemingly to tell what is very sparsely a small footnote in what the story we've already had told right. us. If they had snuck in, it, you know, I, I say this like it's the easiest thing in the world to do, but if I sat down with the Bourne Ultimatum and then I put Jason Bourne next to it and I just took the few minutes of fatherly material, like when we see him in the cafe and stuff and right. need a little motivation, and then later he's looking through a few files because he wants to know about his dad. If you drop that into the Bourne Ultimatum, you make the movie maybe six minutes longer, but you still have Jason Bourne. But you still get the whole thing. And the yeah. only thing – now, now – Instead of just railing on it for a few things, I will say, you know, it was kind of fun. And I, yeah. I give the parts, that credit. The parts that are fun. Yeah. The parts that are fun were a lot of fun. The problem with that for me is um, I, I think – so while we were watching the movie, at yeah. a certain point, my wife texted me while we were watching it. Right. And it was just before the car chase starts. Right. And I'm like, well, it's about over or whatever. Sure. Anyway, but it just it just like marks that time that right. she did that. And it happened to be just before the car chase starts. And everything after that point is crap. Oh, it is ab- absolute garbage. And I hated everything that happened after that point. I like I like one aspect of what they've always seemingly done. And you referred to it like a bit. We talked about it more, but you just referred to it when you were talking about it's got the magazine fight, you know, the right. rolled up magazine fight. The end of that car chase is unlike any other car chase in the last many years on film because it's what I think would probably really happen if you had two cars. Because, it's, each because other. it's psychotic. Right. It's completely right. crazy. It's yeah. not like this car flips over seven times because it's got to because that'll look great. And then right. it lands on its feet and you climb out the window like Bo do. You know, no, actually, when he hits the casino and he flies off and, he, and I'm like, wow, that that's actually probably pretty real. Like, <laughs> right, I'm sure right. that's exactly what they did. It, and. But when they go into the when they go into the sewers for the escape fight, I was absolutely disengaged. Yeah, I just thought this that, is patently so that easy. that fight was so horrible for me because yeah. it's exactly the yeah. opposite of what I like about the board. I agree. Exactly. What I liked what, one of the things that I really like about all of those movies is that they have realistic fight scenes. Yeah. Right. People don't get hit in the head a couple times with a frying pan. <laughs> You know, and, and like keep going, right? I mean, once you actually get like a serious shot on someone, they're done. Yeah, right. And if the fight does go on for a little while, like the magazine fight, right? Which right. Is great. It's because, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, they're both really good 
but right. one of them's got like his hands tied together right. part of it. Yeah. But he has the knife. So it's like, you know, they're dodging around and, yeah. and they're not just pummeling each other right. or like really kicking the crap out of each other and right. hurting everybody, right. each other. Because once that happens, then it's over. Yeah. And you have these fights where it's not a lot of managing to get the contact really well. And they have good fight scenes, right? Yeah. And in this, this movie, even just within itself, right, there is no way that Jason Bourne, the character we're given in this movie, mm-hmm. fights with that guy for more than 10 seconds. Right. Because I don't care who yeah. says he's an assassin or whatever, he'd be a good shot and yeah. he's an assassin right. or whatever. But he's like a scrawny dude yeah. compared to Jason Bourne, right. who was just in like Fight Club in <laughs> where Morocco or whatever, wherever yeah. the hell it was. The Tunisian Fight Club. With the gigantic dude. Right. And in the one, he, he levels the guy in one shot. Right. And in the other one, this giant guy is pounding the crap out of him and he's right. letting it happen. And then as soon as he sees the girl, he's yeah. like, okay, now I have to end this. Right, right. The guy who is, smokes everything is yeah. in the fight with this guy at the end yeah. for like five seconds. Right. And that's it. Right. And that fight went on longer than almost any fight in the whole series ever yeah. happened. Yeah. And it was just, it, it was like, all of a sudden we've you know, decided we're going to go corny with that happens and the, even the car chase that leads up to it right the car chase on itself it is kind of a cool car chase but it doesn't really make any sense no. in anything that happens you know even just you know once the guy that you're after steals a SWAT truck right like follow him pretty leisurely right Where, no, where's he going right. no expediency you, you don't you and, don't you don't have floor it and try to ram him off the street right. you just be behind him and go there it is and i gotta tell you if i'm in a swap truck and you're following me in some dodge i'm just gonna back up i'll, well, I'll put an end to that quick the whole you know the whole thing is is like it's, such it's a, a bonker it's a vehicle no pun intended thing. it's a vehicle just to show we got a permit to shoot in vegas and we can we can show the authenticity and we're gonna run with of it. running with yeah. it, and we're gonna mess up all kinds of stuff. Because if it ever happens really on the streets, this is what it'll look like. Right. You know, there's there's a bunch of little little things throughout the course of the film that are fun. It's a two hour movie. It's two hours and three minutes. You know, knock off the credits. It's you know, e- it's, it's two easily hours. twenty thirty minutes too long. Though. Easily easily. And, well, and, I would, and the weird thing about it too, like you were saying about the story, but with the father, yeah. is that there are clearly two different movies. Right. happening right. and one of them has to do with him finding out about his father yeah. and the other one is this whole thing with the new cia uh, yeah. woman and what her relationship to bringing him born is or isn't mm-hmm. going to be and there was a lot of uh dragging stuff out in this movie yeah. that you know like i said was uh exactly the opposite of all the other movies and, you know, even with uh, Tommy Lee Jones as the uh, big bad guy, you know, every movie has to have a new bad guy who goes, just kill him. Right. And it's like, you know, um, have you seen the other movies? Have right. you read Have you read the files of what right. happened before? Because the last guy who said, what? maybe we should find yeah. out what he wants that, yeah. just because, right? Because right? right? for three films, every time he pops <clears throat> up, he's not coming for us. <laughs> right. He, if we made a mistake or right. someone like and and then we and then yeah. we went after him and then now he's coming and for that, us and that, and that did not work dies. out yeah, right? right and anyway but so you've got like the, Tommy Lee Jones in the hotel at the end yeah. and, and and I'm like you know you know what would have been really born is that once 
that's why I get him in the hotel room, right? Tommy Lee Jones goes, long time to, yeah, just off just shoot him it. right in the face. Right? That just would it. that yeah. would have been born. Yeah, wouldn't have been like, oh, let's, let's talk about chat this. about it right. for a while. Oh, people are I, coming. I like the uh, I like the idea that also that the story wants to put in, which is his psychological profile has always suggested that he could be reintroduced into the. Right, you know, and into, right, and, that, and that's basically your two movies, right. is you've got him finding out about his dad, and then this whole thing where we're trying to spin this angle yeah. of maybe we could bring him back in, yeah. and it's like he can't decide which one neither he's going to do, neither of them take hold. so it doesn't right. do either of them. Yeah. You know, he, <clears throat> Matt Damon is still, even though he's very, he's not really present in a lot of the film. You know, it's interesting. You watch a 20-minute car scene, and you see him for 60 seconds off and on, but really it's just a lot of cut action. A lot right, of right. Like he's actually, and I told you before we walked in and I'll be damned if I couldn't get a little bit of it out of my head that somebody had criticized uh, him for basically getting a million dollars a line. Cause he has basically like 25 lines. Right. In the, whole film. Right. the moment uh, the movie starts, I hear two sentences and I'm thinking in my, I'm like, is that one line? Did you get a million for that? <laughs> right. or was that two? Cause that was very easy. But he's he's still entertaining and engaging when he's on the screen, and mostly that's because I like Matt Damon. You right. Know? Tommy and, Lee and Jones. You know was, he's good at this character too. He is because really good at this. Even when there are large parts in the beginning where you know obviously that's in your head when you're watching the movie, and you yeah. start watching him not say things. Right. Like you start watching right. it going, no shit, he's on screen, but he's not going to say anything. Yeah. But he actually does that really well. Right. And, you know, one of the born things that's hilarious, kind of, uh, because like, <laughs> like I said, there's the mold that these movies just are now. Right. And, you know, somebody has to be driving a motorcycle up and down some stairs right. and right. he has to stare at himself in a mirror. You know, that's just a thing right. that happens. Looking in, for in a memory in all his all eyelashes, movies, right? you know, yeah. And, but, you know, when he is just kind of, uh, thinking about his life and right. he's, you know, whatever, he's just over there kind of emoting off, off, yeah. off to the side. Yeah. Having his emotions that he's good at he it good. though. He's, he's he really like actually delivers that very yeah. well. And there's a lot of what's fun about the movie and what actually does manage to be entertaining and work is just him being born. It doesn't right. even matter what he's right. doing. Right? right. It's just, um, there's only so many times that you can, you know, meet somebody and there's a parade during the time or there's right. a, you know, it's like every movie he says he wants to meet somebody somewhere. And then all of a sudden there's a protest right. or there's a rally I, or, you know, whatever. And it all works out. We get on the train, we get off the train. Yeah. Haha. You couldn't find me, <laughs> right. even though you had like 50 snipers on right. the roof or yeah. whatever. But that's, you know, just part of the mold. And when he does it, like somehow you kind of believe it. Yeah. It's like well, even when you go back to the other movies and he does the same thing and he right. like gets on the train, then he jumps off onto the boat, then he gets on the right. bridge and back up and then he's I on the train. That. And you're like, but man, that was cool. Yeah, like, cool. It, I'll give it to like him. you can't explain I, uh, it to anyone because like, it sounds too stupid. Yeah, but it, but it works. Right. I like uh, when he did it in this film. You know, he's constantly doing that, right? They're constantly recycling. Like, he's just the master of knowing when rush hour is. Right. You know, it's not always 5 right. o'clock. But I loved – it was it was disposable in any other kind of way, except it it's just a nice throwback to see him take a couple seconds, go in, put a couple fancy spy clamps on wires, 
Right. And then he calls a huge fire alarm. Like I love that because I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to see. Even, even to the ridiculousness of, um, you know, he's walking around and of course the near climax of the film takes place in Las Vegas where, uh, a Facebook or Google kind of guy is there. And that's the other ball they're trying to juggle, right, which is right. the human privacy versus public security kind of thing. Uh, I love how there just happens to be like, you know, spy fest. And he's just <laughs> right. walking around. He goes, oh, I right. need new goggles. I need right. new tracking things. And he's just taking them off the counters. And I'm like, at least he didn't have some like, you know, person show up and be like, I stole these from MI6. You can have them for an hour. <laughs> right. Like, I'm just, I kind of giggled at that. Cause I'm like, you're pushing the elasticity of what I'm going to let you do before <laughs> right, I think right. this is a comedy. You know, it was, it was weirdly predictable before I realized like what you said, you know, cause you said you saw ultimatum after this, you right. know, I just felt like if you overlay them as, you know, and this is dating things, but as old school transparencies, you know, on the overhead projector, they're not exactly the same, but damn, there's a lot of bold lines, they but just exactly, but they, but the they same. all do. They, they, I, you know, I got to watch all, the second all one the, again, but, all the first three do too. And like yeah. I said, they just all have those parts. He, he has to go yeah. on stairs on a motorcycle. Yeah, it's just built into the thing. Yeah. They have to have some elaborate scheme where he says, meet me here. They find out that he told you to meet him there. Right. And yet somehow he orchestrates the He's whole like thing five steps ahead where yeah. uh, it doesn't matter how many people you send out. And the thing is that you, nothing is going to ever top if they keep making these movies. And yeah. who, knows? who knows? Nothing's ever going to top that one where uh, he goes, no, because if you were in your office, we'd be having right. this conversation face to face. Yeah, that was great. Nothing's ever going to beat that or right. the or the, you know, getting around, getting out of it. Like, right. why tell him? Right. <laughs> like, why, Cause, cause why even say that? Because you could have just I left. I do whatever right? I want, but right. I want a challenge today. You know, between, between Tommy Lee Jones, who I wish I could remember exactly what, he only did like two or three scenes in the control room when they were looking at all the monitors. But there's one where he delivers a line so blandly I know he just wants to go to lunch. Right. You know, he just right. looks like over, he looks over and then he all, but looks at the camera and is like, you know, come on, <laughs> right. let's just go Next. already. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to blame him this because we see an awful lot of uh, artists who are, you know, actors who are lately taking big paychecks to show up in real weird choices. Maybe he wanted to, he doesn't do anything to push that character off the right. paper. Right. And I'll be damned, not that I knew that this might be the last born. I was a little surprised and I was holding out for, you know, when they get to Las Vegas, excuse me, when they get to Las Vegas, I'm at like a five. I'm just, I'm so dialed down. Right. And I'm thinking the only thing that can really probably save this is uh, Joan Allen. If she pops right. up if she, as if she shows Landy, up again, you know, yeah. I'm like, why, why is she not? Maybe she was too busy yeah. and she didn't, she's the only one that didn't like pop up again. And I kind of thought that would have been an interesting thing to get everybody, get the band back together. Right. You know, right. and in a way I kind of like that. I, I, I liked the fact um, because, you know, something has to start us down the road. Right. Yeah. And I like the fact that her coming back, um, not Landy, but uh, uh, Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles right. Yeah. I like that it's basically her idea. Right. That, yeah. that, I like she, that too. she did it and she got him back into it. Because at the, uh, you know, an ultimatum, like she's in hiding. 
I right. mean, she, she burns herself by helping him. Yeah. And so she is just off on the run. Who knows what she's doing? Right. So I, I actually did yeah, like I did the like fact it. that he kind of, he, he didn't actually get wrapped up into right. anything accidentally. Like in the other yeah. movies, you know, he, he gets framed for right. something or, you yeah. know, whatever it is. And, and he comes back and he's like, will you stop looking for me? Yeah. Right. And in this one, it's not it. They at least he was done. Like he's hiding. They, out. They at least. Yeah. yeah. He had a pretty sad life really. Yeah. Right. I mean, he, as yeah. far as, as far as we know, yeah. he's not doing anything interesting. Right. Yeah. I but guess, that's a good point. Life, she brings but, him into the story. He's not, in, he's but, not interested to go after anybody. No. And yeah. if it wasn't for the fact that, uh, you know, they see him. Right. And they're like, what? And you know, whatever. I mean, uh, but I thought that was at least a different, interesting tack to take with how are we going to start the ball rolling again? Right. And then it's just like, but then we have to jump back into the mold because then it's just like, I've seen Jason Bourne. We must kill him. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like, Oh, he's back. So we know that we have to kill him. And it's funny because you're, you're right. They have such a short memory, but that's the mold itself too. You know, again, he's popped up a few times in the first film. I get it. He pops up, you know, he's a rogue agent You or he's doubled, you know, to the other side. We got to take this guy down. Right. But then later upon subsequent missions and things and events, he actually shows that he's just, I'm not going to work for you anymore. Leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. Right. Now we always think he's the bat. Like you'd think somebody in that office would know, maybe we should look at this movie, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. But again, there was no, there was no real story there, and it wasn't interesting enough for me to just see everybody show up. And like you said, again, if maybe if this had been a ninety-minute Jason Bourne, I could have slid away with a little bit more of a, of a better feeling about it. I wasn't. If they, if they would have just picked, yeah, more of, right. of what they were doing, because, you know, like we already said, they're they got their two things that they're doing. Then plus you want to throw in the you know Facebook clone thing sure. uh, on top of it, so right. that we have this whole some social where we're spying on yeah. everyone and giving all the information to the CIA and all that because right. then we can have like a timely topic kind yeah. of to be involved, and then we can have the whole uh, you know the CIA then pressuring the guy and. Uh, you know, forcing him to right. play ball or whatever, just so that we can talk about it. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's just, if they would have just narrowed their focus a little bit, yeah. they could have taken some part of one of those stories out or at right. least not paid much attention to it or whatever, Man. because we also have this whole thing with Alicia Vikander and Tommy Lee Jones, like, you know, yeah. trading barbs back and forth about, right. you know, she wants his job or whatever. She's, yeah. she's a little odd in the movie too, because yeah. she's, she's kind of sociopathic. She's she, a little, she really is. She's yeah. kind of like hard to peg. And then, you know, we have this good idea for the end, right? Like the very, very, the very, very end. end. Right. We have this idea for that. So it's like, we have to build all this stuff in before mm-hmm. so that we can get to that. Right. Right. You're like, eh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's like a good part. Yeah. I mean, it's very born. It is it's for, exceptionally born for him to like, just leave that there and, yeah. and whatever. Yeah. But you know, at the expense of what I have to watch like 20 minutes worth right. of this movie, just of her, you know, kind of being. it's weird because she's like, it's like, she's being a bitch, but she's being a bitch yeah. to like the, even worse people. Right. So is that right. still down? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's weird. There's, but it's just, it's so much, um, you know, there's, there's like a lot of 
fluff that could be trimmed. Yeah. And in the other movies, you know, the other thing about just in the straight comparison, I guess, of the first three to this one, you know, the other ones, you just always feel like you're on the run. Yeah. And this one, there's a lot of it that I felt like I was just sitting there. Yeah. Until you get to the end. Or, or I mean, not to, chase. not to try to be clever. I actually kind of felt like we were running in circles. You know, it's yeah. just like I, there was a certain aspect to the other films that certainly, though not new or, you know, with much, you know, I don't know, inspiration, it certainly felt more inspired than this one. This one just felt right. like, you know, this is what these films do, so let's do it. And I didn't expect Greengrass to do that. You yeah, know, in a lot either. of ways. For me, like when I started to say in the beginning before I sidetracked myself, if if I'm disappointed with the movie, it's not because I had high expectations going in, though we had talked about for weeks being pretty curious about it. Um, I was more curious as to why they would all come back, all the players. I was disappointed because once you got all the players there and this is what I got, I'm like, really? That's That was yeah. the best that you brought me back for and that we got you guys to do this again? Like, I don't, there's got to be a different story there. Yeah. Um, so I'm disappointed only because of what it, I got. It in feels the it feels like maybe the story got changed around a little bit. Yeah, more it feels like somebody, after the fact. It, it, I was know? just going to say, in some regards, if it hadn't been you know Paul Greengrass who had had success with other films, but also he knew how to do the Bourne movies right, it just felt like somebody got mad and some studio came in and finished the film for him. Right. You know, and by right. finished, I mean redid the whole thing and it's it's also kind of there's a weird uh comparison here to you know james bond movies where james bond movies right have been around forever and you're just kind of compelled to make another one right you you, you, there just has there just has to be another bond movie and they're gonna keep going they're gonna keep making money and every once in a while you're gonna get one and you're gonna go eh i mean it was it was okay. It was a Bond movie and it was right. fun and whatever, but it wasn't, you know, yeah. anything spectacular or whatever. Right. It was just it was just a pretty good film, maybe. Yeah. And it's like somebody said, it doesn't have to be that good. It's like Bond movies, right? right. It just has to be like pretty good yeah. and be about <laughs> Bourne. And that's good enough. That's so good enough. do that. And yeah. and we uh, wanted to make sure we uh, had our product placement right. yeah, in, right. in, the, in the right I'll place. And, and Bourne could like... <laughs> Hit whatever there's a really you can push product placement like really too far because they say what kind of car he's driving like several times. Yeah. And then he pushes some button that's some magical feature that the that the Dodge has now that I don't even know what it is. Yeah. But it's like in the contract that you have to show him pushing that button and it has to mean something like he drives backwards and he hits this button and they like show it so oddly. Yeah. Like it just stands out so weird. And then he pushes it again and then he's going for I don't know what the hell that's supposed to be because they at least don't say it. Right. Right. It's just like you he's, like he's going to engage yeah. now the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and he, and it's this bright blue button, whatever, right. who knows what it is, but it's so, it stands out so oddly yeah. that it makes you wonder about the movie. Like we had enough people who were going to give us enough product placement money anyway. Right. That we we're like, well, we can't lose now. So the, the two other things I feel like worth saying one's very easy and then the other is maybe just for me, but um, man, I was really glad it it answers itself very quickly. As soon as you realize his dad is a, is a subplot and then you get to a point where he's learning more about his dad, it becomes quite obvious that his dad gets hurt in an explosion and dies. And this is why he 
enlists. This is actually in the trailer, so this is not spoilerific. Man, I'm so glad his dad didn't come back at the end. Oh God, yeah. I thought I thought for sure. No, I was I was pretty sure I was pretty sure he was gone. I, I genuinely could especially because especially because the weird thing about how they're progressing now too yeah. is that every next person who because obviously. Right. We're killing them off, so we have to replace them with somebody, Always. right? Yeah. Every next person who's like still involved in the chain or whatever yeah. somehow is involved right. in the whole Always. thing. It's yeah. like we still didn't kill all the people yeah. who were the bad guys because there's somebody else who is the next level. And right. that's that's happened in every movie too. Yeah. You just keep going back and back and Always. up yeah. this chain. And in like Ultimatum, we, we have like the doctor who – he finally gets to the facility and we see the doctor, but he doesn't kill him. He just takes off. And then there's, there's the, the, do you even know why you're supposed to kill me? Like at the very end, whatever, whatever nonsense. Right. And, and actually the bad guys just get arrested. He doesn't, he doesn't even off them. Yeah. But then now it's years later, a lot of years later. Right. And we go back again, and now there's there's the big boss guy, but then there's the other big boss guy and whatever, and it's like they're all still kind of involved, and they all still want to get rid of him because right. he knows yeah. whatever else he knows, and it still hurt us. And, right. I mean, it's just like forever. Yeah. The, you know, it's like everyone actually is <laughs> that were his friends, and we have to replace somebody else, and Always. it just keeps going, so. There was, um, I don't know if it bothered you as much, and maybe I'm real hypersensitive to this since I just mentioned it in Star Trek too. I wasn't a big fan of the camera work. You know, there's a lot of jittery palsy cam going on yeah. where no one ever used a tripod if doing action right, scenes right. before. And a lot of unnecessary zooming, double zooms, zoom in, zoom out. Like there was just, it, I don't care if you have a director of photography and you've got a director who's saying, this is how I want the scene. And even in edits and post, like if you're wanting to look at a certain way, that that's great. But the moment your decisions distract me and pull me out of the story, right. I think you're doing a bad job. See, you're no and, longer an artur. They're no longer like art house directing. You're, you're actually distracting. And for me, I got used to it, but damn it. It took a while right. to get used to that. I don't know if you noticed that at all, but yeah. And, um, it's weird because uh, once again, all we're doing is completely bagging on this movie, and we've only got about ten more ten well, more minutes I left. I gave it like a four. But, I'm okay um, with that. But. Yeah, uh, but once again, I rated it like seven. You actually and, rated it pretty high. And uh, I've only ever said bad things about it, except that I said <laughs> that it was kind of fun. Yeah. But well, it is kind of. I I did get a lot of that, but for me, I kind of got both. Yeah. In in the camera work on the movie anyway, because if you go back to like the second movie um, and even the first, but I think it's even better in the second, there's awesome camera work in that movie. Very much. And there is a very meaningful camera work in that movie where you can watch what the camera's doing and you can get it. Yeah. It's like there are certain parts where the camera doesn't stop there's a there's one of the best parts in the whole franchise in the second movie where the camera doesn't stop for a really long time even though we cut we cut to different parts and everything yeah 
But when we're looking at any at anything, the camera's always panning. Really? Yeah. The, the camera's always moving. I don't and, remember. And we'll cut you. and we'll cut to some and the camera's still always moving. And there's there's about maybe like five minutes of this. Yeah. And then he gets into that bathroom and then he looks at himself in the mirror and the camera stops and oh, just looks at that's him. Cool. And it's like very effective. That's purposeful. You okay. doing it, right? Yeah. And in this movie I kind of got both. Yeah. There were parts of it where I thought there yeah. was there was really good camera work in the movie, but then there were other parts where I felt like it was somehow Paul Greengrass didn't really understand what he was doing in the first movies, but was also trying to copy, copy it. it. You yeah. know, it was like he, I agree. I don't mean the whole it, movie. It was, either, but... it was like he 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 watched the second one yeah. and went, I don't really remember why I was doing that, but I guess move the camera do around that. a lot. So <laughs> well, I'll you know, do that. In a weird way, if I'm remembering this right, and I've tried to forget it as best as I can, but it reminds me of Taken 3, where I remember watching <laughs> right, right. that and being like, you know, you don't have anything to do, so you're moving the camera right. like you got a fit. And that, that movie too, it is, it's like they bought a new thing. <laughs> Yeah. It's like they got a new toy that holds the camera and like, right. look, now the camera can do this. Dude, I can do this like 360 spin you with know, it. Well, you know then as, do that like 10 times. You know as well as I do that everyone got all giddy in the industry when they figured out Steadicam. And now some genius was like, I got shaky cam. <laughs> right. Like, take it off the Steadicam. Steadicam. Screw gritty. that. Right. You know, and I'm thinking. Yeah. And you know what if happened? It doesn't work. If you want to do it for fight scenes. I, I get it. That's a kinetic action that's facilitating the narrative in a way because I'm a part – like, I get that. I can argue that even intellectually, even if I don't like it. But don't do it when you're walking but, through the plaza and I'm thinking, am I having a seizure? Am but, I having too but much? But you know, you know what happened is uh, – this is my theory. Bugged anyway. me. You know what happened is a couple of people made movies, uh, like small budget things, where they shot the whole thing on their phone. Right. And so there's no steady cam. Right. There's we're constantly jitters, yeah. Jittering because yeah. we shot it on our phone. And so that happened. Right. right? And there's the uh one fight scene in uh the Lord of the Rings where in, in the in the first Lord of the Rings there's that one fight scene where you can't tell what's happening. Oh, right. I know. I know the, exactly what you mean now. The, it, it, it like it like every, cuts and moves and yeah. uh, like you see. Uh, I think that's an axe right. moving, and you right. can't you can't tell anything that's happening. Look, and people loved that that happened. Yeah. And after that, after like everyone those two things, it. everyone's like, you know, what's really good is if you can't really kind of see what it is. I'm gonna tell <laughs> like everybody. we're gonna whip around really fast. <laughs> we're getting and, yeah, we're getting close to the end, so I'll I'll get out of here with this idea of a thought, at least unless we have more, which this is why we're the best podcast in the world. Okay. <laughs> we just tied in, uh, you know, Jason Bourne, you brought up Lord of the Rings and I'm about to bring up Tangerine because those guys shot that movie right, on an iPhone five. Right. It wasn't exactly. nearly the palsy. That this no, it wasn't. They but, held it pretty so still. I'm telling you, and I know they didn't use Steadicam things, but I'm just saying like, don't, it's such a cheap gag. It's like lens flares here or Blair, Witch there, like just, Make a movie and don't push me out of it. Right. Because I'm I'm really there to try to to be there for your film. Right. Don't like, and, give and me you the know the, you know the I'm thing is it, so. when you see movies like this and it becomes distracting, right? Yeah. All the stuff that they do becomes distracting. All of the things that we hate, yeah, because people do it wrong. All, they're all things that somebody did well. Right. That somebody did it they're and copies, went, yeah. I have a reason that I'm doing this. I think it will make yeah. X happen right. and maybe X didn't actually happen. 
Maybe right. it doesn't work the way that you think it was did, <laughs> but but I'm still okay with that too because I can yeah. tell yeah. you can tell by watching the movie that there's a theory behind it, right? Yeah. But when it's like the 78th <laughs> lens flare, right? right? There's no theory behind that no, lens flare. Just there's there's just I can spin the camera. I have <laughs> right. like I have a new toy on my camera that I can I can <laughs> zoom and pan and right. make it go up above your head at right. the same time. Man, it's annoying. And th- there is. There is like a lot of, of that, but what's what's also weird is I think it's in the first movie they have like kind of a car chase. That's uh, that's also it's a great one. Uh, that's also a thing in the movies, yeah. Right? right? Is that they have to have a car chase where at the end they basically both just destroy their cars. Right. Only Jason Bourne climbs out first right. and looks at the other guy in the car, yeah. and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, and he just leaves him there or whatever. Yeah. That's like their thing too. But in the first one, there is like a car chase uh, kind of where you can't tell what's happening a lot yeah. of that either because yeah. cars fly by. You're like, noises and is he still engines. in front? Right. I don't even know wh- yeah. what's happening. And except that it's awesome. It is that, awesome. In that one. Right? That's the one where, where they're leaving the bank and he's convinced it her and he's like, is there anything wrong with your car? Just right, 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 left. right. When's the last time you had an oil change? So he's doing a <laughs> mental ability list. Of how hard am I going to be able to push right. this? And, and, if I and have he to, looks at the map for five awesome. seconds he's and like, he's right, memorized it. I love it. And then it. he just takes off. And yeah. then and then they have that great part where they pull into the thing. Yeah, right. And they, and just, they just sit, sit there. there. You know, and, and they even do that in this movie because yeah, that's also like I said, it's just all this stuff that has to happen. He has to look at a map, right, and be Get able it. to memorize it in a way that. Yeah. doesn't make sense right like and in and in this one it you know he's walking along and then he looks at like this train schedule yep for like a second yep and he just has memorized Got the it. entire trade schedule yeah. yeah to to the extent that he can like run up the thing and plan out what he was doing before and there's like the clock is ticking in his head right. in the background yeah. and you know we have to have that too right but so we are out of time but since i did get a bit seven I, yeah. you know i did have like a lot of fun though yeah. it still was it still was kind of born happening at me yeah. and he was still really good at it and when the movie would just stick with one thing yeah. it did a lot of stuff that was pretty good and especially the beginning like the first yeah. probably 25 minutes maybe even 30 minutes i was really like going this is gonna this be, be re- right. this is gonna be really good and then it just kept adding other layers. Like it was like, you know, if, if it, if this is good, then if we put some more in, that's better. And and then it just kept having parts of the story. Yeah. And it was, yeah. it, it was way too interested for me in uh, Alicia Vikander's character. Yeah. And yeah. I think that was like, a real failing of the movie of being able to see what you have and what you're doing, because it was like, uh, well, it was really good when we had this other woman CIA agent on kind of on his side, but not really, but you know, whatever. And then it was like, let's make up another one and have her sort of do the same thing. Only whatever, we'll put a different spin on her. And it just, they were so invested in trying to sell me on that. There's that it certain, took away from Bourne. There's definitely a theme in every Bourne film. I can't remember the Renner film enough to remember this, but I think it's true that the women are the only ones who see past, you know, Unga Bunga Mishu first. <laughs> right. Every, even, right. Even Joan Allen, who's like a high up, you know, intelligence officer. Right. She's like, I'm actually putting this together in a way you're not. I see that this is not the threat. Right. You know? So kudos for that. 
Right, I guess. You know, I, I don't know. Just it, was, it, it, it had fun. it had too you much know. going on, but yeah. I still had a lot of fun. It, with it. it had a, it had fun moments for me. It was it was probably of, it was probably just my last four weeks of maybe, horrible movies you know, coloring it's me. Just, it's like everything we it's like everything we said. It just could have been a little little less. But I don't know that I would suggest anybody go see it in the theater. I think people should see it. You know, yeah, they like, I, they I like don't know the genre the or the film. You know, maybe maybe get it at home. You know, at some point. But it, I don't think it's a theater one for me. But it just reminds me you know, looking ahead. I mean, you know, obviously you have more to say about that. That's cool. But next week is Suicide Squad. And we're both really curious and a little nervous about that. And I feel like that's kind of the same thing. Like it might be really, really fun and really great, or it could have all the same problems that films that have been having problems lately and just make it really long. It could, it could easily have too many things that it wants to talk about with all the characters and try to bring everything together. But I guess that's what we're doing next, right? Anyway. Yeah. That'll be next week. And uh, you know, we should really uh, wrap up here. I think we, I guess, beat that horse yeah death. anyway that's, that's too bad yeah uh you know i, st- I like i said i still kind of like cool, it. You I, liked it i still had fun even yeah. though it was like i was willing to kind of let some of the things go until yeah. you get to the end and then it's garbage i yeah. hated it i so you're hated right it. though and it's funny that except you, for the very 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 end was that's, that, that that's was okay really, right but, but you're right that marker once that las vegas stuff happens it's it's really just like ho hum humdrum. It, it's, it's just really it's weird. Good. It's weirdly goofy, yeah. especially when it's a car chase and you're like, I'm bored of this car yeah, chase. Right. <laughs> That's right. an odd feeling when you yeah. when right. you when you're throwing that at me and you can't keep yeah me you're real jaded yeah. Anyway, all right, uh, um, we're out of here and uh, like you said, next week we'll be back with Suicide Squad. Thanks for tuning in and please, please share, uh, share on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and review us on iTunes and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Thanks. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.